All right, here we go. Welcome to the Woodward's Filmcast with Mitch Abba and Colin Ward. Let's go and make the greatest movie ever. Yeah. All right. Camera. What the hell is going on? What a piece of junk. That's really not the case here. This is a great script. Look, here's the mic. Now you talk, toys. Here's your host, Kale Davidoff. Guys, I missed you. It's been so long. It's been since Spectre, which was like almost a month ago. How did this happen? Life. We had a we had kind of a scheduled week off. Then uh, the holidays came. My brother had a baby. I rushed down to Chicago. Um, it's been it's been just crazy month of November. We kind of uh, missed out on some of the movies. We were supposed to do. We, we saw, you guys saw Spotlight, right? I didn't you, see Spotlight. No. Oh, you didn't. No. Okay, you saw Brooklyn and Room, right? Both of you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were gonna do at least two of those this week, but I've been kind of caught up in uh, movie stuff, and I, I didn't have the time to see them. But we will get to those movies. Luckily, we did get to Creed. We saw that this week. Lazy. Um, yeah, I was very lazy. We will get to it. Um, in- introductions are in order. This is the uh, Woodward's Filmcast, your Detroit podcast for film, TV, news, and discussion. And uh, this week, this week we were talking about the the new Rocky inst- installment, Creed. I'm Kale Davidoff. In this corner, from West Bloomfield, Ooh. Colin Ward. Hey, it's good to be back. And in this corner. From Shelby Township? Yes. Mitch Haba. Coming in at six foot five, <laughs> 200 pounds, with a zero, zero record, Mitch Haba. <laughs> From Virginia go. Union University. Remember Ben Wallace. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, uh, so we get together every, every week, we see a movie. This week we saw Creed. And I think all three of us uh, can't wait to get in the ring and talk about this film. Um, but before we do that, we'd like to touch on some news headlines. There's been so much news uh, since we last did our, our last podcast on Spectre. I don't know how we would cover it all. Too much news. Too much news. Um, most of it's uh, past relevancy, so we're going to skip it. I'm sure you guys have been on Twitter and Facebook and seen what's going on. But uh, this week, uh, National Board of Review, Colin, mm-hmm. and New York Film Critics Awards are out, nominations. How does this stuff work? Awards. They just hit the ground running, and they don't they bypass nominations, and they... They just give out prizes now. So those 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 uh, it's a award, real party. Those yeah. those awards are out. It is December. We're we're getting into awards season, uh-huh. obviously. And what does this? First of all, what does it say about Oscar stuff? Does it usually predict that at all? These two, no, no. Usually no. Golden Globes, right? Maybe. What 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 is the Oscar Not even prediction? Golden Globes. Golden Globes gives you an idea, and then the guilds. Yeah. The guilds will oh, tell the guilds, you. Yeah, right. Mostly like the, the directors, guilds. the, the guilds. producers, writers, damn unions. But these are a good barometer for. <laughs> For what will be nominated, I mean, in just doing some research, the National Board of Reviews came out first, and mm-hmm. uh, the one that won last year was a most violent year. I never saw that. Really? Which was the only nominee came from came to Jessica Chastain, I believe. Yeah, yeah, right. That one best picture. I barely remember actor. that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, before that, her won best picture okay. at the National Board of Review. Zero Dark Thirty, Hugo, Social Network. These are all past winners. Some of them were Best Picture nominees. None of them were Best Picture winners. Interesting. So what do we got this year? I mean, what what is the National Board of Review? Drum roll, please. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Mad Max, Fury Road. (laughs) That's that's the best film of the year? Best Picture. For the National Board of Review. National Board of Review. Interesting. They like um like weird stuff. They like interesting stuff. So I can see how that They always seem to go with like... Kind of a popular. movie that kind of encapsulates the year, I always feel. Like, A Most Violent Year had a lot to do with economy, and I feel like that was pretty big last year. Her was very, te- like, a glimpse into the not-so-far future, and social yeah. network. Right. Same um, same idea. Yeah, I feel like National Board of Review always Think, does a Things good that job are relevant. With that, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, Reflect society. Yeah. Um, director... Uh, they went with Ridley Scott for The Martian. Death. Interesting. Which was very interesting. Interesting. The Martian, I, I kind of heard you guys talking, but The Martian got a lot of a lot of awards, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is a, a movie that between the three of us was kind of divisive. I mean, I liked it. I didn't right. think it was amazing. I think we all liked it, but mm-hmm. it wasn't like... It, 
wasn't like wasn't alien. Ooh, yeah, it wasn't yeah. crazy like that. Right. People were suggesting we, it was, we've all you know, seen the best. a lot of we've we've all seen movies that are we think are far beyond better than The Martian. Oh, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. for sure. So what else did with the Martian receive? Continuing with Martian, Matt Damon won Best Actor. Best Actor? Best Actor. <laughs> of the year? Of the year, Matt Damon. I mean, I loved him in it, but, you know, Tom Hardy barely said a word in Mad Max. I thought he did better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> um, Interesting. Yeah. Brie Larson won Best Actress for Room. Which okay, which you, you guys both saw. We can, I could agree with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, Sylvester Stallone. Supporting actor for Creed. We'll get into that later. I think. I think uh, we will. I'm all about that, but we'll talk about it. Uh, supporting actress was Jennifer Jason Leigh for Hateful Eight, which apparently it's been oh. seen now by people. Yeah, I've, which I've is nice. yeah I've heard. Uh, James Gunn, the Guardians of the Galaxy director, just posted on Facebook today that he has seen it and said it was his best. It was the most. It was his favorite film of the year. Nice. Um, and I've been seeing some other people posting on that on Facebook. So hmm. a lot of hype coming for yeah. that movie. And Quentin Tarantino won Best Original Screenplay hmm. at National Board Review. Seems to for, happen for yeah. that. often. Yes. Um, adapted Screenplay went to The Martian. I, I can see how that would work. I'm trying to think of the other adapted movies this year. Do you have the nominations um, there? Is, no. would Spot, is Spotlight an no, adapted? No, Spotlight's a, going okay. in as original. Adaptions would be uh, Carol... Um, Steve Jobs, those are kind of the front runners mm. for the Oscar right now. But mm-hmm. maybe now Martian would be considered front runner. But yeah. Probably, yeah, it might be. Yeah. Animated feature, Inside Out, of course, um, and the best ensemble went to The Big Short. I've heard that's very good. Yeah, but they uh, also what I like what National Board of Review does is they also release the top ten films of the year, um, and their top ten is ten. In, Start at ten. No, they don't do any order. It's not order. I mean, they they name Mad Max Fury Road the best one. Yeah, yeah. So but that, the rest that's of them one just, of the ten. Yeah. Well, let's and hear it. I'm, the rest I'm are in uh, alphabetical. Bridge of Spies, Creed, The Hateful Eight, Inside Out, The Martian, Room, Sicario, Spotlight, and Straight Out of Compton. Wow. Hmm. So I'm surprised. I think that's. I'm There's surprised. Like two or that, three surprises. Surprise Martians in there, but not not by judging by their nominations, mm-hmm. but just I didn't. I wouldn't put. I don't think any of us put that in our top ten, right? No, I wouldn't. Um, just the. I mean, shoot, just seeing Brooklyn and Room, it's like that has already pushed a few out of my. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting. I got a lot of catching 10. up to do. Yeah. Yeah, and what's also interesting about this is what's missing, um, and I think we'll see this when we talk about the New York Film Critics in just a second here. Carol, not in the National Board of Review. Brooklyn, not a National Board of Review at all. Um, Steve Jobs, not there. Danish Girl, not there. Um, Joy, the new Dave O'Russell yeah. film, not there. And The Reverend, um, not there either. Now, with the last two, I think National Board of Review hasn't seen Joy or The Reverend, so they can't really weigh in on those. I don't think... Oh, really? Okay. I yeah. know The Reverend just well, it had does its Oscars. It does screening. seem... It's weird that they're doing it now. The year isn't over. Yeah. Right. I mean, obviously, none of them. I would assume Star they've Wars. seen. And I'm not, I don't. I don't really mean to. I'm not just being a geek about that. I mean, that's a big movie that's getting a lot of buzz, and mm-hmm. they haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Um. If they're gonna put Mad Max as the best movie of the year, I wouldn't put it past Star Wars to get some nominations in this term in this award. Definitely. So I don't know. It just seems weird that they do it before the year is up. But obviously, some of them they get to see if, before they're out. Hateful Eight must be one of them. Uh huh. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, the, and the the big what's that movie? Wait, the Big Short is that what the movie's called? Yeah. That's not out yet, right? Christmas Day, I think. Christmas Day, one. yeah. So, but I mean, they have to see it early to get. You don't want to have your, because they have to have the nominees out a month before the show, and they don't want yeah. to have the Oscars happening in right. April. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. right, right, right. But uh, yeah, that's National Board of Review. Surprising. Any any other thoughts on them before we move to? Well, I think it's New York. I, I think you know I might have thoughts on this later at the end of Creed actually. In terms of their best picture choice, Ooh. I have a little like kind of year in review thing. I kind of want, not year in review, but just a point I want to make. And Creed has to do with that, but it'll have to do with your opinions so, on the movie too. But I, w- I want to say something. So yeah. these choices that they've made, the National Board of Review, are very um, like they all kind of fall under popcorn movies. So when making your like list, because we will all make our lists of top ten, how how do you rank how do you rank movies that one would like consider objectively good 
well, and well made to like subjectively like wow I had a great time. Well, we because like the room is a very well made movie, but like I didn't have a great time watching <laughs> it. Well, so. it's it's you know we had this discussion I think when Bridge of Spies and and the Walk when we did wait no Bridge of Spies and. I don't know. Whenever we did Bridge of Spies and another couple of movies, mm-hmm. um, we did we did our top ten of the year, and we had the same thing. It was like, well, there's a difference between your favorite and the best and the most well made movies mm-hmm. of the year. I think you gotta. F- I think when it comes to like this kind of thing, and even the Oscars, I think you just kind of they have to come together. Yes, I, I believe that it's like gotta weigh them both. On yeah, both aspects. And, you know, I think we'll get to it, but like Mad Max and Creed are those kind of movies that are yeah. super mm-hmm. well made. But and they're, also they're really ridiculously entertaining. entertaining. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're like you know, and I think maybe that's maybe they're maybe I can't speak for the Oscars necessarily in that camp, but like mm-hmm. you know, this seems to be like you're saying it's like a mix between popcorn and and you know artistry. I mean, straight out of Compton's in there. Yeah, straight out of Compton's yeah. in there. Mad Max is in there. Um, inside Out. Inside Out. Mm-hmm. But then you have Creed. It's in there. Too. What, what it was Spotlight? Martian. Popcorn flick, I would say. With Spotlight in there? Yeah. That's like one of those. That's not. That's a film. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's film. A, it's a film and what's film a, and a movie. movie, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, so, yeah, I don't know. It's always tough, I think, when you have this conversation. I mean, I, you know, when someone asks me what my top 10 movies are, I usually, of all time, I usually pick the ones that I watch the most. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're entertaining the most. That's true. But that's me, and that's kind of my personality. I know other people, it's a different thing. Yeah. But. But that's what gives you good diversity in these top ten lists. Yeah, if people do it that way, right? Yeah, it's almost. Refre- I don't believe the Oscar or the Martian should be in, these, in this conversation, but it's a little refreshing in a way. It's like at least they, you know, the people these they're being honest with what they enjoyed. I guess mm-hmm. you know, it's not. Maybe there's a little politics there too. Ridley Scott, best director, I and mean, that seems like. Let's give it to the old man. Yeah. Where's George Miller in that conversation? Yeah, was, you know, I'm serious, though. Yeah. That's weird. Oh, absolutely. What I mean, it, so what, how does the New York Film Critics uh, differ from this? Yeah, this one uh, came out today, and we're recording this on uh, Wednesday the 2nd. Mm-hmm. Um, Carol was an uh, awarded Best Film. And then Todd Hayes, the director of Carol, was awarded Best Director. I finally saw a trailer for that. Because that's not out yet. No, that's, no. it's in playing in New York and L.A. right now. Okay, I, I had a friend who saw it. Got it. Um, yeah, and Carol also won screenplay for them. Hmm. So wow. that's, that's a good sign. On, that's yeah, high on my list for things to see. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about actors? In the acting, um, Michael Keaton won Best Actor for Spotlight, Lead Actor even though he's being campaigned as a supporting actor. Right, which is always interesting. Um, actress was, I might butcher her name, Sorasha Ronan. Sorries. Sorasha Ronan. Sorasha Ronan. Sorasha Ronan for Brooklyn, yes. won Best Actress. Uh, Kirsten Stewart won Best Supporting Actress for Clouds of Cialis Maria. She won Best Supporting Actress at Cannes. Uh, earlier this year for that same movie hmm. uh, supporting actor was Mark Rylance for Bridge of Spies yeah cinematography went to Carol and animated was Inside Out you know, uh, Carol was shot on 60mm it yeah. looks beautiful really yep and Tangerine which is now available on Netflix was shot on an iPhone <laughs> yes I know that yeah, I've yeah. Seen, I know people have seen it can't tell oh I apparently. totally forgot Independent Spirit Awards came out too Oh, somebody oh, wants yeah. award season. We have enough time to talk <laughs> about it. So that's a you know New York film critics. It seems like it's more less popcorny, right? Is that what? Yeah, you're, yeah. Um, it's New York. It's hoity toity. Yeah, hoity toity. It's, it's New York. Yeah, Carol Strikes Actors, is a very New York type acting, of movie. Too. Right. <laughs> Feelings, yeah. social stuff. All interesting Lesbians. stuff. Um, <laughs> did Creed get any? Do you know? Did Creed get any cred? At the New <laughs> not, York Film Critics? Not in the New York Film Critics, no. What about Mad Max? Did you see any of that? No. Nope. See, that's interesting nope. to me. Because I think we... You guys expect Mad Max to be at least nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars? I I wouldn't I, put it past them. Ten movies. I don't think it's going to be. I hope to God it does. And I think what might even happen is people are going to realize... Um, we're nominating Mad Max for sound. Oh, we're nominating it for cinematography. Oh, we're nominating for editing. Why is this not? Yeah, it would be picture? stupid if yeah. this isn't best picture. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, 
shit like that's happened before. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny because I think if you would have asked, if I would have asked this question to you guys back in uh, June, you would have said, oh, yeah, it'll be nominated for Best Picture. But it's it's been a good year for movies, I think. And especially it's been a good year for movies that you could see being nominated for Best Picture. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, those kind of movies. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of them. Um, but do you think a movie like Steve Jobs will be nominated for Best Picture? No, I don't. I don't. Do you guys? I thought it was, you know, right after we saw it, but since it's... You know, abysmal display at the box office, fading away from people. People have forgotten about it. I mean, I think Fassbender and Winslet will get nominated. I think that, and I think the screenplay will get nominated. But I think that's it. I mean, when you think of like only five spots, and you think of everything that we've seen so far, I mean, it's going to be tough to squeeze in some of those Mm -hmm. people. Leonardo DiCaprio may not even get a nomination. It's going to be an interesting Oscar season for sure. Um, a lot of people are going to be pissed. <laughs> people who don't have any reason to be pissed are going to be. I guess pissed. I wouldn't put it past the Oscars, though, in this day and age, to nominate something like Mad Max or at Star, Star Wars. Wars. I mean, honestly, to just to you know get that buzz going. Mm-hmm. I would. They never nominate what I, should I be nominated. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Maybe. But whatever we'll see so as we as we continue on here as this 2015 comes to a close we will uh as we discuss a movie we'll, at the end of every show we'll, we'll talk about where it might fit into um oscars and golden globes and stuff like that um which maybe speaking of which we yo do you have a question mitch mitch before we get into no. our film with it do you have a question uh, i was just gonna say oh let's get ready to discuss this movie <laughs> There is just there, that is probably going to peak in your ears. There, while you're there, editing there, this there is later, no, so. there's not. I, I'm, I'm like putting my creed blog together, and there just is not enough boxing metaphors to describe this movie. <laughs> you know? I, I, the best one was already stolen. They put it in the trailers that this is pound for pound the best movie of the year, which is pound great. for pound. Um, but um, we so the movie we saw this week was Creed, um, as as we said, and we will uh, let's just let's get into it. Um, you know, we like to give a little... There's going to be spoilers here. We'll get a little plot summary going. Then we'll get initial thoughts, and then we'll dig deep into it. You know, the plot summary is this is a sequel to uh, Rocky. Yes. It is the seventh film in the series. You have Rockies 1 through 5. You got Rocky Balboa and then Creed. Um, and unlike the other Rocky movies, you know, Rocky is not really the center of this film. It's, it's This film is about the son of Apollo Creed, who was Rocky's nemesis in Rocky's 1 and 2 and became his friend in 3 and 4. And spoiler alert, Apollo uh, dies in the ring in Rocky 4. Ivan Drago. At the kind of, you know, there's always been this guilt thing where Rocky should have thrown in the towel. He saw the fight was getting out of hand. He didn't. Well, and, yeah. And, uh, didn't Apollo say tell him not to? Yeah, yes. And so there's that whole Fighter, thing. man. They're fighters. And... As we find out in Creed, uh, after Apollo died, he had a son uh, with uh, a woman who was not his wife. And that son became Adonis Creed, who is played by Michael B. Jordan. And this movie is the story about him trying to live up to his father's name while at the same time building an identity for himself in the ring as a boxer, as a fighter. Um, It's directed by Ryan Coogler, who did Fruitvale Station with Michael B. Jordan. Mm Mm-hmm. I have not seen that movie. Neither have I yet. Mm-hmm. It is on Netflix. And, yet, so. and Colin, I think you might have recommended it four times. Right? Yeah, and it's I'm good. serious. <laughs> it, it's been. It's. I've heard it's amazing, and I've really wanted to see it before I saw Creed, but I didn't. Yeah, feel bad for it. it. Just seems like one of those movies where you know what's going to happen, and you're just like, uh, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, definitely. But what is crazy is like just how even more relevant it is today than what yeah. it was. Yeah, well, it, yeah, it like, came like, out three, before. Yeah, everything. three years yeah. ago. Right. Yeah. It's in. That's insane. So you know what's cool is. Fruitvale Station had a lot of critical acclaim and you know Ryan Coogler had the the film world in his grasp and he wanted to make any movie he wanted and what he wanted to do was write this movie about uh, Apollo Creed's son he's a huge Rocky fan I think that's awesome I think it's really cool that someone just wants to make a movie um, about that's in the universe of one of their favorite franchises another you know it should be noted though what's different about this film rather than any other Rocky movie 
Actually, Rocky V might have not been. But Sylvester Stallone didn't write this. He had no he has no writing credit for this. It's it's Ryan Coogler and Aaron Covington who has no other writing credits. So very interesting. He EP'd it though, didn't he? Yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah, it was, he's yeah. done a lot of. He did a lot. For of those press. of you who don't know, that means executive produced. Um. So let's let's. I want to hear your guys' initial thoughts before you give your thoughts. Though let's you give us a little. Uh, what's your Rocky resume? Because I think it's kind of an interesting and important. I think it differs between the three of us. Very yes, much. Um, very much. Colin, you want to start with your initial yeah, thoughts? On I think Creed. When we talked about Creed before, I mentioned I've never seen any Rocky movie, and, and that the, is the, still not true. even the it's first still one. true. Still interesting. True. Okay, yep. I have a recommendation for you at the end of the show. <laughs> well, I think Rocky. The original. What's Rocky, it going to be, Kale? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the original Rocky is on Netflix, and I think yeah, I, is, I moved yeah. it into my queue. Nice, nice. Um, is it going to be Rocky Three, where Apollo and Rocky are like? hugging and jumping around in the water together yeah it's, it's what a great it's, it's what cute. a beautiful scene <laughs> um so you've never seen a rocky film. never never and you walked into creed this past weekend and watched it and what did you think have you uh, never seen one this i this <laughs> i i i was excited for this movie of course i nowhere thought it was gonna be as good as it was and i don't even think it deserved to be as good as it was considering this was its seventh outing in the rocky world this movie is so good it is crazy i laughed i cried hysterically and like in one point in particular that's what i'm talking about like just like immediate tears um and it's crazy that this is such a confident, like, bold and just a total heartfelt movie directed by Ryan Coogler in his second movie. And there is just so much confidence in him behind the camera and the story that he's telling. I love this movie. Flat out one of the best pictures I've seen this year. That, that makes me feel good. As a Rocky fan, that makes me feel great. Um, Mitch, what did you think? Uh, well, and your, and my, what's, your my Rocky, resume, what's your resume? My Rocky resume. Um, I think the first Rocky movie I've ever seen was four, obviously. Which I think is common for our I think age that is common. For some it's, well, when did when was it released? It was eighty five or eighty four, hmm. but it's the one you see most on. Sc- it's the on most Spike. like a, it's most like an action movie, yeah, more than the, anything. Yeah, it's where the series kind of got campy a little bit, but anyways, yeah. so that was the first one you saw, and it, it just like the you know Russians versus right, Americans right, sort right. of thing. Um, so I've seen that one. I don't remember much of it. Uh, I do remember the training montages for Ivan Drago, but I haven't seen any of the other ones in full, like the, except for the first one. Um, the first one's a given. I have seen that. It's a great movie. Um, the, all the other ones, just bits and pieces like clips and, you know, little pieces of dialogue, like, uh, like, See? like, uh, Mr. T's like pain, line right. yeah wait mitch you haven't seen the first rocky no i just said i, I have seen that oh you've seen that yeah yeah, yeah. okay all right yeah but the other ones bits i haven't pieces. seen the bits okay. and pieces okay. yeah and the fourth one i've seen so yeah this um i knew what i was getting into coming into it uh i've heard it was great and that it stands on its own so i was like well i haven't seen rocky in like over a year or two so this should be okay and it should be all right yeah, it completely stands on its own. You don't have to see any of the Rocky movies. Just maybe like a basic understanding that, and Which they they tell have. you, and they tell you, yeah. That. I mean, Rocky is Rocky, and Apollo Creed was the person he faced, and Apollo Creed dies in the ring in the fourth one, and that's it. And yeah, it was. What do um, you think? I was kind of blown away by how into it I was, um, and. As a sports movie, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Like, as someone who finds boxing to be, I'm like torn on boxing. It's a, a really brutal sport, but it's also very artistic and beautiful in a way. Um, yeah. And, you know, mano a mano sort of sport. Uh, I was just amazed how human this movie felt and how, you know, it didn't fall victim to like reboot tropes or like fan service and there were little pieces of like fan service in there but it wasn't overwhelming like jurassic world was or like um specter specter was or you know and it like i said it stands on its own michael b jordan is great in it sylvester stallone is great in it everybody's really good in Mm -hmm. it and the cinematography i think is what blew Mm -hmm. me away the most out of anything The, the um fight scenes so well lit 
and just the tie-in for like HBO and ESPN oh, was yeah. so cool. Well, it's, it's, it was it's, so it's cool great. and yeah. well done that it was great. Yeah, it was a very well-made boxing movie. Probably one of the best since Rocky. Yeah, no. yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, my resume is that I love Rocky. It's one of my favorite franchises. I, the first Rocky movie is up there with. I honestly, it's up there with Dog Day Afternoon and Godfather and like those 70s, those gritty 70s, like Rust Belt New York movies that like take the city as their. I mean, I, I feel like this with Dog Philly Day Afternoon. It's a character, yeah. They, yeah, the city is a character, French Connection, or these, you know, these kind of movies. It's, it, I'm just saying that as a side, go watch Rocky. It's the first Rocky's amazing. My favorite one is three. I've never seen Rocky Balboa, the last one. I, I was trying to see that before this one, too. Anyways, that's my resume. Also, I should note, I mean, like, I run every day, and every day when I run, Rocky is a part of my life. I, I, <laughs> you listen whether, to the Rocky. <laughs> whether, it's, whether it's the Rocky theme or songs from the soundtracks, I mean, something is in my workout playlist. And I think that's pretty incredible if you think about it. I know I'm not the only one where, like, that's a movie that's a part of my life every day for that reason, which is kind of crazy if you think about it. I mean, that's a, that's a legacy that Sylvester Stallone created, and it's pretty amazing. Um, I found myself humming the theme a lot when you walked the past out. few yeah, days. No, yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, as far as Creed goes, which is the movie we're, we're here to talk about, um, Colin, I think, you know, like you're saying, like you kind of touched on a little bit, it's the seventh film in the series. I think a lot of people mocked this film when it got announced. I think a lot of people were like, this is silly. This is a, a it's just a chance to make money on, an, on a franchise that's kind of like, you know, digging up from a well that's way too dry. Um, you know, you, you, have you guys ever seen Airplane Two? There's a huge joke about Rocky Three Thousand or something. It's yeah. like thirty. You know, it's some because like back then it was like they just made a sequel every year and it was crazy and people thought it was a joke. Um, so I think it's just funny how the it's a, not funny but it's amazing the critical acclaim this movie's getting, uh, considering people mocked it. Um, I also think that it's I, I should say that I loved it, obviously. I, this is where I'm going to bring up the National uh, Board of Review because the fact that they made Mad Max the best film of the year, the fact that Creed was in the discussion, the fact that you guys are sitting here saying that Creed was one of your favorite movies of the year, and we, we I think we've all said that Mad Max is one of our favorite movies of the year, and we haven't even seen Star Wars yet. It's just funny because we all, not the three of us, society, we mock Hollywood's unoriginality, we mock the reboot craze, but they're getting really damn good at it. And I think part of the reason is, is that you have the generation that grew up with these films is now the ones making them. The audience, the fans have become the filmmakers. And someone like Ryan Coogler, who grew up loving Rocky and was probably inspired to make movies by Rocky, is now a talented filmmaker. And he decided he wanted to add to that franchise. And when that happens, it's just it's a movie made with love. And that's why it's really good. It's not made for money. It's made because someone really wants to add to a story that they love. And I think it's interesting to note that, I mean, Southpaw came out this year. There was a lot of buzz for that movie. I didn't see it. It didn't do well at the box office. It's got like a 50 on Metacritic, which is not necessarily, doesn't say how good a movie it is, but it does say what people think about it. I just think it's interesting that Creed is like saying that there's still no substitute for Rocky for a boxing movie. Like you said, it's probably the best boxing movie since Rocky. Yeah. So that's interesting. And those are my initial thoughts. I loved it. So you have these directors that are, you know, visionary directors. In yeah, own, right? right. That helps, you know, with any movie, whether it be reboot or not, when they have, you know, control over to do what they want, shoot what they want. Shoot oh, yeah, absolutely. Want. Yeah. And I think, you know, the, the, I'm building on that. I mean, the budget for this movie wasn't it was like 30 or something. It wasn't mm-hmm. a crazy amount of money. I mean, it was done just to be a good movie. And yeah. it happened to be in this universe. Um, let's. Let, I, I want to start with the story, because it's the seventh film of the series. I mean, I guess the question I want to ask you guys: What if anything about the story and the script did you find unique about Creed? Mitch, do you have anything that? I mean, you know, in terms of you know, it's a sports movie, it's a boxing movie. You expect things to be formulaic. I think. Um that he wasn't like a legit I don't like the no, term. This illegitimate is, child yeah, or no, whatever. I, I don't like that term, but um no, it's that it's, part of it is definitely and the fact that he was adopted by Marianne. 
Creed. Right. So his, that was really his interesting. His dad's wife, who is not his mother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, that's what I wrote down too. But, I think but he that's, calls him. But he calls yeah, her his mother. Yeah. Right. I mean, we've seen this. It's it's ironic, not ironic. It's a coincidence, kind of a funny coincidence that Michael B. Jordan, who was in Fantastic Four. Uh, you know, there was the adoption thing in that whole oh, yeah, right. story too, and we 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 applauded that about Fantastic Four. It was cool to see an adopted child be a hero. Mm-hmm. Michael B. Jordan wasn't. It was uh, what's her face, Mara, Kate yeah. Mara. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what I wrote down too. I thought that was interesting. I thought that was important. You know, mm-hmm. and it comes back to I think maybe where you cried. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. But uh, that was the, the thing that I found unique, and I thought found it made this movie special that he's a hero who, you know, comes from a kind of different background than most mm-hmm. cinematic heroes come from. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, the movie is, it's about boxing, of course, but it's also about, you know, him trying to find a father figure, whether that's yeah. like accepting his father who's dead or trying to find Rocky as a father figure. And I, re- I read a few really interesting um, critiques and analysis that um, Ryan Coogler's first film, uh, fruitful station about you know a, a black man and, and what it says about black society i read a lot of reviews and stuff about this movie about you know the absentee father in the black community mm-hmm. and um just re- really interesting and in that it was a natural progression for ryan coogler as a fan of rocky to make this movie but also as a black filmmaker to make this movie and leave that kind of mark or that critique yeah. of, of society i thought that was really smart yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I also think on not as, you know, on top of that, that part of the story that I think was unique is also Adonis's Michael B. Jordan's character, his his socioeconomic background and like the yeah, mix right. because <laughs> he doesn't come from money, but again he's adopted from money, and there's this kind of conflict, inward conflict with him, but also amongst his peers, especially in the boxing community, which they address in this movie. You know, most boxers come from nothing. You know, nothing. And his character did, but then he didn't. And I thought that made it really interesting. It kind of like mixed the, the theme in Rocky Three, which is that now Rocky's rich, he's successful. How does he find that eye of the tiger again? Like that's the theme of the movie. And they kind of use that in this too, where like he was in juvie and he was on the street and he was ado- he was an orphan and now he's adopted yeah. by a rich person and, and has he a very comfortable a life. And he works at a financial group. Just you know. got a promotion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, educated and, and all that stuff. So I thought that made it unique, too, where, like, he still has stuff to fight for, even though he's, like, comes from this kind of mm-hmm. wealthy background. Yeah. Even though he has, but he knows what it was like to not be in that situation. I thought that was genius. Definitely. I mean, they could have easily just made him be an orphan who, like, I think it was important that he got adopted by Apollo's wife. Like, that was a huge role in his just conflict i think he feels like he's a walking contradiction and he's not you know Mm -hmm. i like that about the whole script yeah um uh, i guess building on the story you know the other part of this film that i I loved is like is the idea that it's we are our our greatest opponent like yourself you, you know that whole thing where rocky's looking in the mirror and saying you know, this is your. I really believe this in the ring in his life. <laughs> that you know, the guy looking back at you is your biggest opponent. I love that, yeah. and I thought that was reflected in the script, which is interesting because like Ricky Conlon is like the bad guy in this movie. We barely get to know him. We barely get to see him. We don't really understand. We, we we don't we get these tidbits about him just to kind of set up a little animosity. Yeah, but he's not really the bad guy at all in this film, which is similar to the first Rocky and Apollo, but. It's something that in a normal script I would critique, but in this film it works because the bad guy is Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, there really are no bad guys besides mm-hmm. himself right. you know, getting in the way of himself. So that was kind of fun. I liked yeah. that. Yeah, because even... even um, um, shoot, what? Ricky Conlon, uh, even he, his like main enemy was himself. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Making yeah, huge mistakes of like, you know, toting around a gun in public and... You know just getting in money troubles and the his manager is tells him like, you need to take this fight because i need to make we need to make sure that your kids and you have a roof over your head when right. it's all said and done right you know so all interesting stuff i think that's i guess that whole thing about you know you're fighting yourself does make this a unique boxing story because in a lot of a lot of sports movies it's always like there's a there's like whether like you know 
the, whether it's like Mighty Ducks, where like Iceland Team Iceland is just terrible. They're just the worst <laughs> people like ever. Nazis, you know, yeah. <laughs> or or it's like, um, you know, mirror a movie like Miracle, where it's like those damn Russians, like mm-hmm. those are the enemy, and we're fighting for freedom. And the, you know what I mean? This yeah. movie is just like look in the mirror, dude. It's your yeah. it's your your problems. Um. Anything else in the scripts, stories, stuff like that? I liked um, I liked the love interest character. I liked how she uh, also had like a disability in the sense yeah. that she knew what was going to happen to her by continuing with music, just from music, the loud noises, and just the progressive hearing loss. Uh, but she accepts it and just has to adapt. Whereas, like, if you're a boxer, you know what's coming to you. You're going to be brain dead. You're going to be hurting physically. Yeah. You know, what does his mom say? Or his mom says, like, do you really want your wife wiping your ass? Mm-hmm. Like, when you can't feel your, when yeah, you can't you feel, feel your hands, hands. Yeah. or helping you up the stairs. So he knows exactly what that life means and he does it anyways. So I like that little bit. Yeah, I like the tie out of that about, yeah. um, bianca's character yeah yeah it's i mean Um, that's like a tragic story in itself it is and it's also a story where like she's kind of fighting her own you know it's it's just something that her body just it just happened and like Mm -hmm. she's kind of fighting it and that's kind of a theme throughout all three of the main characters there Mm -hmm. yeah let's talk about uh tessa thompson right is that her name yeah um yes the love interest bianca i don't i looked it up i don't think i've seen her and i don't think i've seen a film of hers before um i thought she was absolutely awesome in this movie yeah she's very good mm-hmm. um is she a musician and i know that she sings those songs oh does she okay. yeah that's her credited on the soundtrack for them um which i thank god like a movie like wrote songs that were like believable to like actually like be a song that a person is into so often like we get movies and tv shows cough cough empire that are like supposed to be these great songs that america loves and they're just the shittiest songs. Like her songs were actually like I thought were pretty good and well written. What you don't like drip, 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 drippity drip or whatever the fuck that is. Is that song. a song from Empire? Yeah, yeah. Uh. Drip drop. Drip drippity drop. That's like the biggest hit in like the Empire universe. Uh, <laughs> it's bad. Yeah. I kinda believe that. But uh, I mean there is like, you know, yeah, it was very realistic. Yeah. That she was, you know. And a lot of the songs were like, yeah, she could make that in her room and like record it and I I like I liked it a lot. I like mm-hmm. the music touch, especially obviously the irony between her hearing loss and mm-hmm. and the music. I think she played that very well. The scene, you know, the scene where he's knocking on her door and she takes the hearing aids out. It was like that's a scene where there's no dialogue, but she pulls it off like incredibly, and mm-hmm. you can see the conf- the conflict in her. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought she was great. I thought Michael B. Jordan, as usual. Mm. I don't know what it is with him. It's just charisma, I guess. That's like the biggest thing. Um, I, I loved him in Fantastic Four. I know we all thought he, there should be more of him in that movie. Like you know, he could he could be his own superhero in an own superhero movie. But mm-hmm. this is his this is kind of his superhero movie. Um, what do you think about Michael B. Jordan? Yeah, um, I mean, I I liked him ever since you know The Wire and Friday Night Lights. I, he's always been right. if he does something, I'm watching him. We should, we, sorry, uh, um, what's his, we have. Uh, Avon Barksdale is in this movie, and uh, he's he plays the, the the other Creed in the gym. Okay. Um, who's in the wire, and he Wallace is Michael B. Jordan, so that's kind of cool. A little wire oh. connection there. Anyways, but uh, he he's not only is like was this like such a physically demanding role, and dude, dude is he shredded. Great, dude, dude, shredded. I felt. I'm sorry. I felt guilty eating popcorn watching this movie. <laughs> I was like, damn it. He looked amazing. Yeah. I was jealous. But just what he does emotionally, and it's like such a quiet character. He doesn't like have these major like outburst scenes, and he just does like this really great job of capturing this inner, inner turmoil conflict. Yeah, that's what without ever is. saying it. And you can like feel that this is there. And I mean, he says it at the end. But um, it's just a, such an incredible performance. It's the subtle and smart and beautiful and powerful. Yeah, yeah. the scene in the jail after he gets uh, arrested. Mm. 
that was oh yeah amazing yeah yeah he was great he's yeah every scene i was i believed it um building on performances i mean we, we heard about the national boy review i think that people forget that sylvester stallone can really act I did. Because, I mean, Colin, if you do watch the first Rocky, try to forget that it's Sylvester Stallone. The guy, back then, people thought they were like, this guy is the next Pacino. This guy is the next De Niro. Seriously, they did. Go look at reviews from 1976. People really thought that about Sylvester Stallone, especially since he wrote the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think he's been, he, he's been like, he's had the disservice of like just being that guy and just, you know, kind of. Stopping with Rocky and Rambo, like that was really all that he did. Mm. Um, Rhinestone Cowboy, Copland. There's there's, there's some some bad movies in there, here and there. But look, the dude can really act. I thought he did great. I thought I think there's no reason he shouldn't be nominated for Best Supporting Actor for Oscars. I'm just gonna say that. Oh, I think he's the front runner right now. I mean, you have everything in his, everything that Oscar loves is right there. Like a comeback story. A boxing coach, which is like the always wins supporting actor, right? And you know, spo- spoiler alert: like he has cancer too. Right? So yeah. It's everything the Oscars love. And he cries, but his cry scenes aren't like. Oh, it's so good. They're not over. Not the overdone. Top. They're I, so real. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I mean, Mitch, you, I, you, what do you think in terms of best supporting actor? Uh he's really good. I don't know with everything that else is that is coming out if they'll honor him um i don't know yet i haven't seen enough I, yeah i haven't either he's good I, in it and i, I, I yeah. you know the scene where he's talking to the doctor about you know i'm not gonna do chemo right. because you know adrian did that didn't work out i'm fine that was you know that was a really great scene them arguing about it and just like him talking to himself like after they get in the fight and he's like why aren't you at the hospital and uh, what's Sylvester Stallone says Rocky says something like he shouldn't have said and he says something like we're not family we're just I'm just your trainer uh, that you know that immediately bothered him yeah, right, right right when he said it and right. it's, it, you could tell it was great he was very good in it also I should say that like I don't know what they did. I mean, they must have put a pillow in his shirt or something. I mean, Sylvester Stallone's 70, and he's really a fit 70-year-old. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's a very active 70-year-old. You can, and you they, can thank some steroids for that. Well, I'm sure. But <laughs> they they just he did a really good job of making him look, making himself look fragile. Yeah. Like, he just had a tough time walking around from the beginning of the movie, and it looked like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just, that's a... It's hard to make Sylvester Stallone look like he's incapable of taking care of himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's totally played without any like vanity at all. Either. Right. He's just. I mean, for me, it's like Mark Rylance, right? Is that his name mm-hmm. for Bridge of Spies? Yeah. Um, I loved his performance as far as supporting actors go this year. Um, but I don't see any reason why Sly shouldn't be nominated. I don't know. Yeah. I just think the only thing that's stopping him it. would be Michael Keaton not winning for Birdman last year, so they're going to give him right, supporting this right, year. Right. Speaking of Birdman, um, the, the next thing I think is the, the I, I think that the cinematography in this film uh, was absolutely incredible by uh, Maurice Alberti, Alberti, who uh, actually did um, The Wrestler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and I was okay. reading about how, you know, he's, he knows how to light rings. Yeah, and large like, areas, yeah. large areas, and like do a stadium kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's already done it. And um, I think you know, I think I think Creed has a very different look from the wrestler in a lot of ways. But it, there's also similarities, especially with some of the lighting. Mm-hmm. But I bring up Birdman because Hollywood loves you know the one takes. They're all into that. They've always been all into that. Um, there's there, but there's one in this film. Uh, during the Sapino, is that his name, or what is it? The, the first fight of the film, yeah, when where, he fights uh, the fellow, yeah, gym he member. knocks him out in two rounds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Mitch, I saw you post an article about this, I think, or you liked it, or you sent it to us. Yeah, that it, that was done that was in one, one take. shot. Yep, in one shot. Amazing, very well done. Uh, I mean, now, what kind of effect did that have on you in terms of the fact that it's a boxing movie? You know what I mean? And like you actually get in the ring with the boxers yeah. and you don't back down. You well, can't. yeah, you don't back down and you feel the speed that the sport is actually played at. I mean, those rounds, they go quick. I mean, we, well, you watched 
Did you watch Pacquiao, Pacquiao Mayweather? Mayweather yeah. That was over really quickly, even though it went all 12 rounds. Right. Um, that, yeah, just being in the ring with him and the punches looked real. They looked like the, they connected compared to, like, ro- the original, original Rocky. Rocky yeah. They're, com- they're yeah. like, clearly completely missing each yeah. other and yeah. the, the sound effects. But they're, they look like they're actually hitting each other. The sound effects are on point And just the camera swinging in between the two and just circling them it was great mm-hmm. i i thought it was perfect it was a yeah. great shot how long would that was that shot about five I'm not sure. five minutes probably yeah you know? yeah something like that had to be that yeah that's i mean i'm a you know a one take slut you know <laughs> you, you <laughs> eat that shit up like hollywood no my heart was racing the whole time through that scene so like mission accomplished there but the way that and it reminded me almost this is a weird comparison but black swan just the way that the camera danced mm-hmm. with these two opponents and like just beautifully just like shifted between yeah. no, them is it was just so fluid it's and so well dance. organized. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like, it was well that's, done. I that's insane that people can pull that off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was cool to like go into a ring and not ever come out of it in terms of cinematography. Like mm-hmm. because you never breathe. Like normally even at the end of this movie, they do a little bit of that, but they, they because it's all fifteen rounds, they jump out and you know, you get a crowd shot and stuff. And that gives you a second to be like, Okay. Whew. But when you're just in there and you feel trapped like Michael B. Jordan, I mean, you know, you're in the ring, you're alone and you just have to fight. And that's that really just they pulled it off and they made it unique and which is part of this whole thing of like Ryan Coogler is kind of fighting the same fight that Adonis is fighting, where he is is he has to live up to the name of the franchise, but also has to find his own uh, legacy here and identity and style. And he definitely did. And that that scene is different than anything we've seen in Rocky before. Mm-hmm. So he did, definitely did it with that. Um, I also loved the scene. First of all, the the training montage was great. All all the training montages were really yeah. good. I loved the, I loved the last. There's all these shots where like it was kind of. The, the the he's shadow boxing really quickly and there's like a washed out window in the background of the gym. I, I thought it was beautiful. It was mm-hmm. awesome. It was mesmerizing, like a dance. I mean, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I also loved the last fight, the final fight with um, Conlon, where you walked out with him yeah. into the into the arena. It reminded that was so cool. It reminded me of uh, the Raging Bull shot. Yeah, yeah. That, I was yeah. that shot. I think I think the Raging Bull shot is more impressive. But, but you know what impressed me a little more was the audio. It felt like I was walking into any arena. Mm-hmm. You know that sound, the echoing yeah, yeah. arena. It just felt like I was literally there. Mm-hmm. And Hail Mary by Tupac's playing, and it was it was just awesome. I just loved it. I felt like I was ready to box. I don't know. <laughs> Shit. What about that last fight? You guys packed packed theaters? Yeah. Packed. Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, oh, <laughs> no, no. If any movie I, you would like to see it with the crowd, was it not this? It was, but the there some guy brought like a young kid next to me, and the kid kept being like, "Is that his mom?" Is it like asking like <laughs> like just like questions? Who's like, Bing just Bong? Watch the movie and find out. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like so like there's reasons like that which I hate, you know, pack theaters and like the pe- people next to me were making out. I'm just like. Fuck this shit. Yeah, they were drunk and making out. It was lovely. Um, was it at Palladium in Birmingham, and were they 17? No, they were older. and Oh, really? Oh, older people are being causing a ruckus in the theater? <laughs> no, I say uh-huh. older, like 30. Imagine that. <laughs> but... um. But uh, the flip side of it, the you know, there's nothing like hearing crowd cheers and like gasps during that yeah, scene. Yeah. That is that's yeah. Cool. I've never been in a theater where a crowd was so active in like their participation and like connection with that scene. Like mm-hmm. people were cheering, you know, like y- cheering, yelling, gasping, and when uh, spoilers when he gets knocked out. I bet this happened ground, all over in the country. On the ground, people kind of laughed because of just his pose. Like, but there were also like a lot of people who were like, "Come on, get up!" I like, the whole, get th- up. whole theater was like, "Get up!" <laughs> yeah, get up. and then someone went, "Get up, baby!" and everyone laughed. <laughs> yeah, and then, <laughs> and then when they they like the guy next to me when they showed the shot of Apollo and he like got up like possessed, they say, yeah, uh, the. Like right when it showed Apollo, the guy next to me was like, "There we go." <laughs> like he knew exactly awesome. what was going to happen. <laughs> there we go. So, to, so to build on that amazing final fight between yeah. uh, Adonis and Conlon, 
Colin's uh, entrance was really cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, was kind of rooting for him after yeah, that. I was like, ooh. <laughs> He's in. Colin, <laughs> um, <laughs> you mentioned a little bit of emotion. Uh, you said you would get oh, to the scene that, that kind of got you the most. So, Colin, what, uh, what, what, what got you there at the end? Well, I imagine, you know, you said you said there was some scene that made you cry. And I'm, yes. ima- I'm imagining it was something in that fight that kind of got to me, too. Is that true? There's a lot of scenes. That made Maybe there cry. were. Yeah. Um, Sylvester Stallone reading the newspaper at the grave Graves? was like so touching yeah. to me. Like mm-hmm. that He's got alone. me. He's alone and he <laughs> needs somebody and to. I felt that son, on his you know? face, too. Like like so that scene could have been easily ridiculous. Yeah, like, but it worked. That, it that worked. was a scene where Morris less or less is more. Yes, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? We're like, yeah, yeah. yeah, nothing needed to be said. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It was just the way he was mumbling to himself and like he couldn't like, yeah. you didn't just need to hear. Off. Oh my God. That was, Callan, that when was you great. watch the first Rocky, you'll you'll be like, oh, I get it. It's, it's very much his character too, which is like, don't say much, but you know. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of an idiot. Yeah, he, he's that's part of the thing in Rocky. He's too. He's he, dumb. he does but seem really smart. But he seems, no, but he seems wise. smarter. Like, yeah. there, wise. There used to be a joke, and I wish Danny was here to... To confirm this, you hear that, that he Danny? Was, that he was like, <laughs> there's like a joke in the books too that like the the novelizations of the movie that like Rocky's kind of illiterate, like he doesn't really know how to read that well. But in this movie, obviously, like you can see, he's kind of wised up. Figured it mm-hmm. out. Anyways, so you that touched you. That got me, and, and the scene inside the jail got me. Yeah, the scene with the doctor got me. <laughs> Basically, the whole movie, I was yeah, just like yeah. ready to cry at the drop of the dime. So when literally he. I think it's when he was in the ring and he said, he's, he says, well, what do you, we, I can end this now. What do you have to prove? Like, yeah. <laughs> what do you have to prove? And Colin, Michael B. Jordan's response. Is that what? Yeah. Yeah. That, I forget the exact line he that says, he says. He says to prove I wasn't a mistake. Yeah. Oh my fuck. Yeah. Like I, I cried. Like it wasn't even like a eyes watery first and then cry. It was just like immediate tears just <laughs> came right out of my yeah. mouth. And then, and, the, and then the Rocky theme started playing. So that's what got me well, was, was first like, <laughs> like the, I'm not a mistake got me welled up. And yeah. then and then Rocky says something like, "You go get him. You're a creed." And then it goes, "Bam, bam, 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 bam." It's like the first, and this this is what I want to kind of segue into the music of the film, which is amazing. In a very like the same way that Casino Royale didn't play the the Bond theme until the end of the movie, um, this movie it touches on the Rocky like the like a couple times. There's a piano riff when Rocky's like walking, but. There's this there's this new theme for Adonis that that they establish early in the movie mm-hmm. and that's throughout the movie and then in that part it it interpolates both themes together and it's so good it gets me yeah, so amped good. up every testosterone in my body is just wants me to get in there and fight with him mm-hmm. and so it, it went from tears of sadness to like go get him Michael B Jordan yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah it was amazing which this leads me to uh, the end of the film, Colin. Especially for you, since you haven't seen the original Rocky. Mm-hmm. Um, this was one complaint that someone I saw it with had, which is that spoilers. Um, by decision, Adonis does not win the fight. Mm, yeah. Did that? Like someone was upset. They were like they, because they were like, I want him to win. No. No. I mean, I, I had a feeling he wasn't gonna win. Just. Because Rocky doesn't win, but that's and Rocky... why. That's why I didn't like it. Kind of, I and mean, it's not. This is like a, it doesn't make or break the film for me, obviously. But spoilers, Colin. I guess whatever. In in Rocky, Rocky doesn't win either. I well, I think they said that. In oh yeah, you're right. Because they they talk about who won the first, second, yeah. and third fight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but so that is like to me, it's just like it's a little. I guess I want him to win just to just to differentiate, like have a different outcome. I guess. You know what I mean? It, it it seems a little remakey when when things end the same way. Oh. You know, that's the only. It's not. I mean, it's a, I'm nitpicking, but I would have been pissed if this guy who's bo- boxed one professional boxing match beat the world champion. That would be ridiculous. That's true. No, that's <laughs> yeah. true for sure. Yeah, and he just, it's kind of like you know he gave it his all and yeah went toe to toe with the best boxer yeah. right. in the world right. and he proved himself to be. Worthy of yeah, of the name, worthy yeah. of the name, and worthy of more fights. Mm-hmm. How about that eye makeup? Oh my god, that was really good. <laughs> I love the uh, how many fingers am I holding up thing? The, tapping. the tabs oh, in the back yeah. of the neck. Yeah, that was great. and I, I liked a lot of those little like b- details about the boxing world. Uh, um, like during some of the scenes where, or in that final fight, 
when somebody got hit really hard and a bunch of blood squirted out of his eye and they cut right to the doctor who's like prepping like his oh, tools yeah, 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 or like yeah. grabbing a bunch of Vaseline and putting it on yeah. his glove. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like, and the buckets filled with water and, and blood and everything. Yeah. I love that. Uh, like in the coat, you could hear the coaching and the sound design mm-hmm. from the, in the corners like yeah. of the theater, you could hear them like yelling, like you know, watch out for you know this. And yeah, I think it's gonna be a tough year, but I I I would like to see this nominated for that too. Uh, sound. sound, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, as we wrap this up, what other? I mean, we talked about Sylvester Stallone and the sound. Any other nominations you see for this picture? You I think? think? Yeah, I think best picture possibly. Yeah. Okay. Director is gonna be a dogfight of a category, yeah. but I think. Ryan Coogler definitely deserves to be in the discussion for mm-hmm. the five. Just the sheer audacity and success that this movie had. Mm. I think music has a shot, actually. No Though Hollywood Reporter just had this art- article about how, like, The Force Awakens might not be eligible for best score because Don't even get me started because on the Academy's because like, there's not reasoning enough because if there's not enough original music in it, which I don't. Yeah. First of all, it's not John Williams' style. He doesn't just repeat music. He like will take themes, but he like changes it a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, this is a movie too where like they they build on the themes mm-hmm. uh, from Rocky, but like um, let me just cut a uh, composer Ludwig Ludwig. Gorison, who yep. who did Fruitvale Station, um, and Ludwig's a great name for a composer. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I thought the music was incredible. In oh yes, film, and there's was, just yeah. no reason it shouldn't be nominated. Yeah. Um. You know, I don't know about cinematography. I don't know if it just. I I it deserves it for sure. It deserves it. I just don't know if it would. Yeah, but. it depends. You know, you get things like. The movie's like Spotlight, which is like a good movie and like very well could be nominated for cinematography because like, oh, it's a Best Picture nominee. We got a nominated for cinematography, too, when there's way better shot films out there. Right, right. Um, yeah, definitely. If editing, I think it should be I in think, there. I don't, I don't see why. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Michael B. Jordan, too, if, you know, it's campaigned correctly and if it depends what the Academy thinks. Like, it seems like this year is like such a preference like a like a no one has any idea where this year is going right judged by the just the two awards that we've seen so far right and they seem to really um be favoring like blockbusters like this is a really good year for blockbuster films and you don't usually see that whereas you know this year we've got rocky we've got mad max star wars is coming out I could name others, <laughs> but I can't think of. Well, them. even like Mission Impossible Five yeah, to me, it deserves it deserves an editing nomination. Honestly, it might not get it. It does. It's up there mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, uh, the scene in the opera that's like a clinic on editing. Yeah. Um, but it, it leads me back to my original point, which is like I think that Hollywood is having a little bit of a contradiction here because we all like to complain about unoriginality, but the best films this year come from franchises. A lot of them, so it's like it's a kind of like a a conflict. It's like an inner conflict that I think as audience members and as, as you know, Hollywood members, they're having an issue with, they're going to have an issue when it comes to award season of being like, shit, we might have to nominate a Rocky movie for Best Picture in 2015. Well, they nominated The Blind Side, so, <laughs> you know, let's say, fuck, like, we, we did that piece of trash, we can at least do a good movie. The Blind Side was a, the answer in last night's Final Jeopardy question. <laughs> 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 what was the, what was the, what was the, the worst quiet? movie yeah. <laughs> to be nominated for Best Picture? The topic was movies, and it said um, the title of this film refers to a job on of a um, of a football player or something like, like, nah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, let's wrap it up. We have, like to wrap it up with recommendations, or do? Or sorry, well, we first like to say, do we recommend this movie? almost a joke i recommend creed absolutely i'm gonna go see it again yeah and i have to see four more movies before next week too (laughs) colin yeah it's it's fantastic it is it is such a well well put together and directed film and just great performances all around yeah and i totally agree and um i'm kind of noticing something i think uh boxing is coming back just yeah it's uh we'll see See if anyone wants to get in the ring. That's the biggest problem in boxing is like the, the world's best athletes don't want to. It's like same with football at this point. I mean, people want other. It's like whatever. It's all other. It's for our sports podcast. 
But I wish boxing. I love boxing. I I would love to do it. I get killed though. I love the pageantry of it all. It, I do too. <laughs> it, you know, it's it's fun. It's a lot like college football. I love the pageantry of it all, even though it's all like really backwards. <laughs> yeah, right. Like it. It kind of. It's like yeah. It's like very gladiator in a way. But that's fun a little bit. Um, cool. We do end the. We do end every show with uh, Netflix or on our video on demand recommendations. Um, Colin, I recommend Rocky. I think all oh. four, are, or maybe all five. I think Rocky Balboa is the only one that's not on Netflix, but most of them are. Yeah, we, I, Johnny and I just watched Rocky three on Netflix the other day. So, um, but that's that's my recommendation for Colin. Nice. Um, my recommendation for everyone out there is I'm five episodes into it. Um, Marvel's uh, Jessica Jones. It's an interesting show. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. It'll surprise you in a lot of ways it's different for the Marvel brand. It's not really a superhero movie. Um, it's not really a Disney film. Let me just say that. There's a, <laughs> a lot of drinking, a lot of sex. Um, My kind of girl. Yeah. No, it's, it's, but it's entertaining and it's kind of freaky too. So um, I mean that in a scary way and I mean that in a sexual way. Um, <laughs> um, I, rec- I, I recommend it. Uh, we'll see what happens as, as I finish the series, whether or not I like it a lot, but I, I would like to hear people's thoughts on that. Yeah, I'm. I think I'm seven episodes in on it. I like it as a series, uh, and I think Jessica Jones is like a super interesting character. That's what is drawing me and keeps me coming back. The action scenes are really weak, in my opinion. Yeah, not not that there's not a lot of them, which doesn't bother me, but just the way that no, they're filmed. I, and presented I agree. To yeah, me I was just discussing. Are this very very like amateur. To yeah, me. I agree. It looks cheap. Yeah, for sure, but. I still recommend it. I think it's. Inter- oh, yeah. I think it's interesting. It's interesting enough to watch like Chris and Ritter like negotiate this character's mind, yeah, which it's is fascinating. really fascinating. Yeah. Uh, what are you recommending? I'm gonna recommend a documentary that I've like tried watching, but keep on turning it off because I'm too scared. <laughs> oh. I, and I always put it on right like as I'm dozing off too, which is like a great effect and also terrifying. I heard about it's this. called The Nightmare. Yeah, I heard about this. It's this documentary on Netflix about sleep paralysis. And it is maybe right? the scariest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, we were talking about this on Friday. Yeah. yeah. It is just people telling their sleep paralysis stories, but they also act them out in like alongside of them telling it. There is some ghastly scary images that just jump at you. And I've had sleep paralysis sometimes. I've never had it to the extent that these people are having it where they like see things. Um, it's a crazy movie. Like, is that on Netflix? On Netflix, okay. it is fucking terrifying. <laughs> so that's what I'm. Yeah, gonna I don't know if I want to watch it. To be honest with you, yeah, I have uh, sleep problems as it is. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I saw something uh, about that a while back. It's the same director who did Room Two Thirty Seven, mm-hmm. the one about the shining, about the shining theories yeah, right, and whatnot. Right, right. Um, I've had uh recently, like a about a month ago, I had a sleep paralysis like episode where. I couldn't move and I was in my room and I felt a presence behind me and I you just can't move like you cannot move but this is where the idea of um, being abducted by aliens comes from sleep paralysis yeah, you know they see just figures approach them um, so I'll have to check that out if I have the balls for it um, <laughs> you recommending something a little happier <laughs> no, well no uh, I'm gonna go with the boxing theme. Oh, okay. Uh, Million Dollar Baby is on. Um, it, do you know what I'm talking? Yeah, he, it, he it's gives not, me no, a strange. It's, it's look. Is that Netflix? That yeah, was... it is. It's on Netflix. Um, Hillary Swank and Clint Eastwood uh, about an amateur boxer and uh, her manager. Um, and I'm gonna tell a story. The first time I saw this, I was uh, with a like Catholic um, youth group in my local like my friend's catholic church i was just going with them to a retreat and we watched this movie and then discussed it and if you don't know the ending there's a controversial uh like scene at the end and that you know that's kind of what the whole movie's about and there is like this big discussion after the movie with a, with a bunch of catholic people about whether it was moral or not <laughs> for what this character does so it's a great movie. It's well acted. Um, Interesting. So is it is it scary movie four that does the joke of Million Dollar Baby where uh, 
the person falls and breaks their neck and like all these people just keep falling (laughs) breaking their necks on things (laughs) somebody spits out a piece of gum it hits a girl in the head and her neck breaks Uh, (laughs) but i really like that movie it's but it's one of those movies where you watch it once and you're good because it's very sad i saw that movie on a plane without audio it's the only time I've ever no, seen wow. that. <laughs> it's not really the kind of movie you watch without audio. <laughs> it was fun, though. Okay, that about does it for uh, this Creed uh, edition of uh, the Woodward's Filmcast. As always, please email us at woodwardsfilmcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at woodwardsdt. Um, we will be back next week with probably more than one film. we got to catch up. i got to catch up on... Spotlight, Brooklyn, and or The Room, and possibly more. I don't think there's anything new coming to the theaters around here. I mean, other than Krampus. Krampus. <laughs> I still want, I want to see The Night Before, too, and The Good Dinosaur. There's a lot of movies out there. Even if they're bad, I just want to see them. Um, it's the... Uh, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. JGL. Seeing that? Yeah. Anthony Mackie. Um, cool. Well, that does it for Creed. Uh, For Cal and Mitch, I'm Cal. We'll uh, see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. This has been a WoodwardsDetroit.com production. Your Detroit Avenue to alternative pop culture talk.